Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. He's two-time Super Bowl champion and Pittsburgh Steelers scout, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I see you're back in Orlando. Any day I get to talk to you is a good one. Talking now after the Steelers' first preseason game, a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is good to see you. Excited to talk here on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. Man, um, I was there live in person. When you want to talk about these preseason games, you want to check off the first team defense, offense, and Kenny Pickett and George Pickens look good, right? Yeah, yeah. 33-yard connection. Don't forget about Deontay Johnson either. I, I thought it was a master class of hopefully what's to come from the Steelers offense in the 2023 season, a 10 play 83 yard drive capped off by that 33 yard touchdown pass from Pickett to Pickens, a combo. I fully expect to see a lot in the right. 2023 season. And I, it was a great throw. It was a rocket throw, but it was an even better run after the catch by George Pickens. I mean, that's what George been doing all camp, Mark. And you got to see Deontay display his, I can get open whenever I want to abilities. You know, when mm. it comes down to the route running and we've been just trying to we as in the Pittsburgh still a nation just been trying to see what uh, Calvin Austin, the third look like. And they say he's fast. <laughs> Guess what he did on on Friday? He ran right past somebody for a tutty. So it's just good to see the three young guys uh, work with Kenny Pickett as well. Kenny going on the second year. We talked about it on our last show, Mark. Like what? Who are you looking for? Ike? And I was like, Kenny, man, Kenny looks night and day so Kenny can stay healthy. Offensive line protected him well. Um, and that's what you want to see as a coach. Um, you want to see your first team, you know, offense do them drives like that. And that's exactly what, you know, the offense did on the first time on that 83-yard drive. But from a scout standpoint, you just want to see the growth and progression mm-hmm. of guys from year one to year two. And this is exactly what we're doing. You want to see guys from year three to five, you know, coming to their prime, coming to their own. And, and you start to see a little bit of that. You want to see rookie guys – the guys you drafted, um, can they contribute? Can they get on the field? And you starting to see that, you know. So um, I'm sure I'm about to be in your head, but I'm gonna let you top it off. Yeah, Kenny Pickett going six of seven on that opening drive, the lone drive. He was out there with the first team unit. I again to me too, we're really excited about the combo with George Pickens, but it was the timing with Deontay Johnson. We know mm-hmm. what he can do underneath he's a great route runner he can get open regardless of what kind of coverage you throw against him but remember it was Mitch Trubisky who was the starter a year ago and now Kenny Pickett gets to have a full training camp a full offseason to where he's the guy so for me that's really important to her yes I am excited for George Pickens and some of the other weapons on offense but Deontay Johnson who has been a Pro Bowl receiver before Ike the fact that he can get a rapport and a timing with his quarterback too. I don't want to discount that as exciting as the touchdown was with George Pickens. Mark, you also got to look at it too. Like Matt Canada finally get, this is, I mean, this is third year in total, but this is first year really having a quarterback, you know, his, I mean, his first year was with seven hall of fame, uh, big Ben. I mean, but we all know, man, like seven, seven going to call what he won't call by the end of the day. And then on, on Matt Canada's second year, I mean, he had a carousel between Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Mason Rudolph, and he get a rookie quarterback, and and Kenny Pickett. And for me, I'm just looking at it from afar. This is really like his first year, really having a quarterback who he can run his offense with. So 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see from a Matt Canada standpoint, too. But I feel like, you know, the three years he'd been, what, the two years he was here, he was getting some unjust criticism, so say. Um, just looking at it from afar, he finally gets a quarterback um, who he can run his offense with mm-hmm. and not have to worry about a carousel. That and then he finally has offensive talent. He has the personnel like, and I've always said this, you can't make a gourmet meal with bologna and potato chips. So right. to me, this I have, and I've said this all offseason long, the sum has to equal its parts with the, this offense. Now, everything we're saying, Ike, you've got to keep in mind, it's the preseason. It's one Correct. drive Correct. for the starters. Correct. We see what they do in the second game against the Bills, third game against the Falcons, and then week one, against the 49ers, which to me, like that's your real litmus test, get a little bit of a larger sample size. But I, we, we've talked about this too, of, okay, the rationale and the thought process to keep Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator. It, it's, it's several fold. It's tenfold, but the, the glass half full perspective is Kenny likes him. He's publicly said that too, saying, this is someone I want to work with. Had you brought in a new offensive coordinator, that's a new system, that's new terminology, new playbook, to where Kenny Pickett, you can build upon what was starting to grow towards the back half of last season. And then I've said this too, I, Byron left, which was the guy that a lot of Steelers fans wanted to see the team bring in as offensive coordinator, bring him back right. to Pittsburgh. Whether it was Frank Reich, there were a lot of great offensive minds out there. But if you achieve success this season, with a new OC, Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach, you would be restarting that whole process of bringing right, right. in a new OC in 2024 because say they brought in Byron Leftwich. Let's live in that world for just a second, Ike. And he had achieved great success this season. He'd probably get hired as a head coach in 2024. So the reason you keep Matt Canada's for all of those reasons, I'm trying to keep my glass half full perspective, Ike. And I liked what I saw. In the opener on Friday night, and if the Steelers can build upon that, that's going to be really, really exciting. And to me, you've got all the weapons to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's the word I would use. You just used the word that was in my head, Bill. And that's what you want to see from not only a a player's perspective, but from a a coordinator perspective as well. So we shall see um, from the end of last year to the beginning this year, like you said, it's just one drive. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what goes on with this Buffalo Bills defense and what mm-hmm. they got going on. But at the same time, it's just good to see because it's been a lot of talk about the growth and development, not only on, you know, Kenny Pickens and George Pickens, but also former Pro Bowl and uh, one of the, probably one of the league's best route runners in Deontay Johnson. And we always want to see what a, a healthy Calvin Austin III can do. And he's displayed that. Uh, we talked about speed and that's what exactly what he showed in between the lines, speed. So, um, it's gonna it's gonna be on uh, Coach Matt Canada. We're definitely trying to give him as many weapons as possible to be successful yeah. as possible. Because the more success we have, we all eat, so to say, from the top to the bottom when it comes down to that building. So, um, I think things will work out perfectly fine, though. All right, Ike, we're going to take just a quick break. Tell our listeners and viewers about BetOnline.ag, today's presenting sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show. Take care of all of your gambling needs all season long, whether it's college football, NFL, betonline.ag is the place to any place any of your wagers. Yeah, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag, 24-7, 365. Regardless on what sport you want to bet on, make sure y'all check them out, betonline.ag. Yes. 
Yes, and you can see the promo code on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, I want to go back to, you were mentioning Calvin Austin the third on the long touchdown right. pass from Mason Rudolph. Great throw by Rudolph and Greg Bell, the running back, held off an oncoming blitzer just right. long enough. Rudolph still took a shot and delivered it right on the money. But I go back to what Mike Tomlin has said about Calvin Austin the third when asked about what abilities he brings to the field and that's speed. Getting him the ball in the open field, whether it's a go route, whether it's a quick screen, whether it's in the return game, it was cool to see him showcase his ability in the opener, considering this is almost like his rookie season. We didn't see him for a single snap in 2022 due to injuries. Yeah. Um, so with Calvin Austin, the third is, it's more like, uh, and coach been stressing this and he always stressed what he always stressed this where receivers who really, uh, are not, you know, six, two, six, four receivers. Um, at some point in time, you just got to play big. Even though you small in stature, you got to play big. Um, we asked Jalen Warren to play big, even though he's not tall in stature, and he does. That's what he do. He plays big. And that's what Coach T been asking from Calvin Austin III. And, you know, the last week or week and a half, that's exactly what Calvin Austin has been doing. He's been playing big. Now, playing big for Calvin Austin is, you know, going through that, going through that highway traffic in between – you know, the safeties and the linebackers and still catching the ball, knowing you might take a shot. So that's what he's been doing. Um, having a deep shot, uh, acting like you're 6'4", 6'2", down the field when it comes down to them contested, them combat catches. That's exactly what Calvin Austin been doing. So it's just the consistency part you want to see Calvin do that. And uh, as, long, as long as he's translating that on the field, we're going to be perfectly fine. But that's just the growth and development you are not talking about right now on the show. I really, you say, watch the sideline, Ike. And after that touchdown pass, everyone was really, really excited. It's obviously a long touchdown, but it's an element of the Steelers' offense. And it was the same thing with the long George Pickens touchdown, too, Ike, where the game breaking plays, plays that can take the top off a defense, keep a defense honest, that's been missing. We saw Anthony McFarland get into the mix, too, to where the speed portion, Ike, is something that this offense is desperately needed because it's been. Underneath, 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 underneath. Because again, say what you want about Matt Canada. And I've been as big a critic as anyone, Ike. But did you have the personnel to be able to do that? And now that you do and you get to see those things, you get to see elements of an offense that you haven't seen in previous seasons. Ike, I'm going into this season very, very excited having seen those things. But for me, what I have written in my notes is speed written in all caps, whether we're talking about Calvin Austin, the third Anthony McFarland, who to me has solidified himself as the third string running back. Now, is he going to get that many opportunities offensively? No, probably not. But right. from a special team standpoint, he is going to need to contribute. And then, Correct. you know, I'm not trying to wish an injury into an existence, but say if Najee Harris or Jalen Warren were to get hurt, you need someone in there who's capable, who can help shoulder the load from carrying the football and from what I've read in training camp and then what he did in the opener, Anthony McFarland did that. But again, what I want to emphasize like, is the speed on offense that we've just been missing the last several seasons. Yeah, um, and, and that's something. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, Deontay can run. Um, I mean, Kevin Austin's speed, the third, is different kind of speed. You know, we want to talk about four threes. That's a different kind of speed. And, and able to translate that from – you know, combine speed to actual game speed, you're starting to see that. 
but George Pickens ain't slow either, you know. But so um, with you with, as a receiver in the league and Coach T always and us always, the front office, we're always looking for a particular trait that you can have that's special to you and to us. And um, right now it's just like the, the freakish ability of the radius of catching that, you know, George Pickens can do. Um, again, one of the best route runners sitting on the left side of offense, Deontay, um, when it comes down to that. And, of course, you know, that interesting straight that you can't coach and that speed with Kevin Austin third. So it's just going to be real interesting um, from, from the running back standpoint, you know, Anthony McFarlane coming in. Um, whenever they want him to come in, being a mismatch coming out the backfield, uh, having that speed, getting to the sideline. You saw in the Tampa game, man, as soon as he saw some daylight towards that pot line, he just ran straight to it. and Really nobody was in sight. So um, it's a little bit of everything. You do have to have speed. It is a threat if I'm a defensive coordinator and I know somebody on that offensive side, especially on that perimeter side, has some kind of speed to make you think twice about mm -hmm. a few coverages that you want to run about blitzing um a high percentage if you was to blitz so that speed is something man you can't coach and it's definitely a threat from an offensive side especially if you're a defense coordinator know you knowing you might have somebody on the opposite side who can get past anybody that's on the field that you're on so that definitely is a good trait mark with McFarland as well, Ike, he's in, entering the final year of his rookie contract. So he's trying to fight for not just his survival with the Steelers, but his survival in the league. We, you know, we've heard all offseason long about the value of NFL running backs, but carve out a role for yourself and a role that Benny Snell has served the last several seasons. But there's that opportunity. And that was one of the questions I had coming into this season, Ike, was who is going to be the third guy behind Najee and Jalen Warren? And right now it looks like it's Anthony McFarland. Now another, 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 another guy too, just like Calvin Austin the third, Mark, who's small in stature and got to mm -hmm. play big. And playing big for him is running in between the tackles. You know, we know you can bounce it on the outside. Uh, you can get, but what's gonna happen when they just close them, close that detour road when you gotta go in between the, the two guards and the tackle. So he's been challenged as well as running in the inside. He's been doing a heck of a job. He understands. Them three, four yards when when coach say second and six, and now it's third and two and third and three. It helps the offense a lot. So that's exactly what he's been challenged to do as well, and he's been doing that too. Ike, I thought the best rookie uh, in the opener was Nick Herbig, and I know he only played in the second half when second and third stringers are in, but to me, he was everywhere—a sack and a half, a tackle for a loss—and right. it was like, here we go again, Steelers. You know. Grass is green, sky's blue. Steelers have another good outside linebacker. What a great problem to have. because We've already got TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden is an established veteran, but Herbig off the edge. Right. I was very impressed in the opener, and I liked what I saw from the rookie. I liked what I saw from Keanu Benton before he went out with an injury too, filling gaps up front at the line of scrimmage. But Herbig off the edge, I thought, was the best rookie in the opener. As Herbig would say, are you not entertained? <laughs> You know, um, just watching this, this, I mean, I mean, come on, man. I talked to Herbic a few days, a few times um, on the field, and the man really do believe, like, he was born to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. So when Herbic say, this black and gold running my veins, the man ain't lying at all. Uh, but then again, you have a high Smith, you have a former league, defensive league MVP, and T.J. Watt. 
and he's right there learning from all of them. You have a, a future Hall of Famer and Cam Hayward, and he's sitting right in between them meetings and on the field and in practice before or after practice, learning from all three of them guys. So when you see a, a guy, and by the way, my brother plays over here too. So you can only imagine them conversations, not only in the locker room, not only in the dormitory room, but just at home uh, with those two brothers. So it's just like, man, um, you can only imagine Herbert, his brother, saying what it, what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now you finally getting drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you already have some kind of idea what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now when you actually get there, you like, damn, I went to Wisconsin. I've been watching TJ Watt my whole my whole career. Guess who I'm in the same locker room and room with <laughs> from an LB perspective? TJ Watt. <laughs> you know, so it's just like from Herbert, he just bring that energy. He has a he has a first step mark like mm-hmm. no other. He has a he can get around, he can get under. He has good agility. He's a point guard playing against, he's a point guard in open court playing against centers. And the centers are the left tackles and the left guards and sometimes tight ends. So just imagine how much of a mismatch he's going to be. So yeah, the downfall of that, they get his hands on him when, whenever they do and they can just stalemate him. But on the flip mm-hmm. side, the crossovers is going to be good <laughs> for Herbert coming off that head. So that's how I like to look at it. So I want everybody to kind of picture in their mind, look at Herbert as being a point guard and he's in the open court and he has a center trying to guard him. I like the odds for the Pittsburgh Steelers nine times out of 10, Mark. Yeah, we like the silky spin move that Alex Highsmith has in his repertoire. Right. And I've noticed like the Euro step that defensive ends are using. I've seen Miles Garrett use it, but one of the sacks Herbig had in the opener, Ike, was like, you know, you know his speed off the edge. You've got to count for that. But he slipped underneath the tackle to get the sack, and it was like, wow, a rookie already having counter moves? And it wasn't a stunt either. It was just what his move was on that particular play. And it's like a rookie already with counter moves. That's something that you typically don't see any young player till a few years into the league once they learn those things. So then it's like, if he can adjust to the adjustments, uh, he's already going to be a step ahead. And again, I know this is against second and third string players, but you say, watch the sidelines, Ike. And I'm looking at the Buccaneer sidelines. They have the close shot on the tackle that trying to block him. They couldn't block him. They couldn't block him, Mike. It's like, it's like that when Herbert come in the game, you know, even though he's a rookie, I got to have a game plan for him. So where's 51 at? And he just so happened to be a rookie. But then again, when you're sitting in that room with, you know, High Smith and White, that's all. I mean, when you, it's, it's different between actually hearing what people saying and soaking in what people saying. And what Herbert is doing, he's soaking in and he's watching mm-hmm. TJ White and Alex High Smith. So he's just, and, and he has his own little move. So he's just taking a little bit from that what he's doing in training camp he's going out there and he's actually trying to protect uh uh not protect uh, perfect his craft so when you see when you see that coming from herbert you like man this dude just get it man he just get it and that fourth round draft pick could be a heck of a steal i know last time pittsburgh had a fourth round draft pick his last name was taylor 
uh, coming out of Louisiana Lafayette. He wound up playing for 12 years and two Super Bowls. So I ain't no telling what Herbert going to do coming from that fourth round from Wisconsin, as they say. <laughs> when people ask me, they're like, what, does Ike make you laugh at it derails the show? This is that moment. Ike, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I absolutely sure. love it. Uh, I hate to be glass half empty. Things I want to see the Steelers improve upon okay. in the second game. Uh, Got to talk about Kendrick Green some. I, I've told you I've been wary of him. And here's where I'm at with him because I could show one clip of a bad rep of any player. Okay. If Mason Cole gets injured, you're starting center. Do you have a backup that can come in and be capable? That's all I want to know. And he didn't get to play at fullback at all in the opener, which is fine. I know they've been doing that a little bit in preseason. It might be a specialized package. But can you be stout when if your starting center goes down, if a guard goes down, are you stout enough? Or are you ready to roll? And that's what I want to see with Kendrick Green. And Ike, I'm going to land here, and I know this is just my opinion, right? Right. right. That's what we get paid for. Mark, talk to me. So when you tell me to watch, listen to what the players say, right? And right. I see Ben Roethlisberger go on his show and directly say, hey, he was a rookie center. And then the following season, there wasn't a single Sunday where he suited up. Ike, I take that to heart because he knows – as you're starting center, the fastest to any point, straight line, the A gap. So line. that has to be stout if you're Kendrick Green. And I look, I want to see him do well because he's still on a rookie contract, right? So, like, I want to see him be a great backup player to wherever he's at. But right now, I'm looking at it and it's just like there were several plays where it's like in Mason Rudolph's not the most mobile quarterback. Something I want to see improved upon. And again, you know, you can be multiple. If you're good at something, but you got to be good at something from the start, right. I credit right. him for saying, hey, I want to try to make this roster as a full, you know, serve whatever role I can to help the team. That's great. But for me, I'm at standpoint from an interior lineman standpoint. If there's an injury, are you ready to go? That's what right. I'm focusing on when it comes to Kendrick Green. Yeah. Uh, then I want to show I want to show you a picture. I guess I did. I want to see if I save save this picture and. It was just going to answer your question when it came down to your thoughts, Mark, on Kendrick. Um, and just how, let me see if I can find it, bro. And just how you, you know, when it's a, it's a lot of things not, you know, not in my control, Mark. And, and this guy right here, right? <laughs> right. Right, they call him Omar Carnatis. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> ain't no telling. All I can tell Kendrick is, hey, well, let's turn things around ASAP, like tomorrow or today. Um, you know, make make still a nation feel good about having you in the game. Kendrick, Kendrick is actually a good dude. I talk to Kendrick all the time. He's just fun mm -hmm. to be around. But Kendrick, we need you um, because you know that this guy right here, <laughs> he's something else. <laughs> He's something else. He's something else. He's going to make it happen, Captain. <laughs> you know, so that would be my answer, Mark. I got you, Ike. I got you, Ike. Other things, and we'll move on. And, like, look, there's really not more, more that needs to be said. There's two more preseason games, too, Ike. Correct. And I'm going to say anything about our discussion today because the things that looked good in game one could look bad in game two and vice versa. But we will move on. Uh, Baker Mayfield going eight of nine passing. And I know that, okay, in the secondary standpoint, Patrick Peterson didn't play. Joey Porter Jr. didn't play. Another thing that could be shored up in game two, 
especially if Josh Allen and the starters for Buffalo are going to play for most of the, the first half. You've got to make sure that that's ready to roll come week one, the pass defense. And look, I like I know there, there were a lot of starters that didn't play. I got uh, Cam Hayward not playing. So DJ didn't play. Here you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, it's the game right here. Cause the third game ain't nobody going to play. None, none of your A-list celebs going to play in the third game. This second game, all your A-list celebs going to play. I'm just guessing. Um, Cause that's just usually what it is around the league. So, this is going to be the telltale right here, Mark. Uh, A-list versus A-list. Um, which celeb is bigger than the other celeb when mm-hmm. it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills? That's exactly how I'm looking at it, Mark. So we shall see. Uh, can Kenny Pickett and company, um, from the perimeter standpoint, be consistent? Uh, can that offensive line keep a picket fence around Kenny? Uh, so we shall see. Uh, TJ, Cam, and company, and Alex, you know, that that trio right there, I expect for them to do what they always been doing. That's just make plays and closing games out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Pat Pete line up back there in the Pittsburgh, still a uniform, you know, going against Josh Allen and company between Gabe Davis and Diggs and everybody else and Josh Allen on that side. So, I mean, Minka just Minka. Minka didn't play either. Minka just Minka. He just the best. There you, there you go, world. man. You're, right? you're so, further proving my point, but yes. Yeah, so we just we just going to see. Um, and then from that standpoint, that's when we get to looking at the depth in the second half on guys being consistent. So, mm-hmm. hey, Herbert, are we not entertained? Will that consistently run through your veins week after week? Can we can we count on you? So on, when it comes down to depth, uh, Joey Porter Jr. didn't play either. So I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing he might play when it comes down to this game right here. So it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting game. You know, that second game, since they cut a game off, uh, for the preseason, it used to be four nines, three. So that second game is like the game where everybody yeah. can play. Your, your A-list celebs playing to the half, you know. So we shall see, Mark. This is going to be like a real live game, but only half, only half of a, uh, only half of a half. So uh, it's going to just going to be interesting from a, from a front office standpoint. All I can tell you, Mark, is just seeing the young guys. Uh, being consistent, the guys that you drafted, the guys who already, the Pat Peets and TJ Watts, you just want them healthy. You want them making it to the season. So say so you already know what they're going to do. The Minkas and all them guys, you know what they're going to do. But the Urbics, the 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 Joey Porter Juniors, um, the Levi's, the Kawan Alexanders, the 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 E-Rods, the, the new guys we acquired from the offseason, you know, them. Let's, let's see what these guys do. You know, let's see, let's see how they respond, and I think they're going to respond well. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, Mark. I can't wait to see. Yeah, yeah I, I can't even imagine what that's like for you to see Patrick Peterson suit up for the Steelers, Joey Porter Jr. suit up for the Steelers, given that you knew who both of those players were well before they got into the league yeah. from when you were a player. I can't even imagine what that's like for you. I mean, Joey Porter Jr., you know, ball boy, send him in training camp. No, yeah, and and, and really quickly, I saw Brooke Pryor's story. She had a lot of great quotes. You had a really a lot of really nice things to say about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, story on ESPN.com and Brooke, someone we've had here on the Believe It Steelers Correct. show. But sorry, I, I'm sorry. I go ahead. No good. Great, great seeing that in person too, Mark. Real cool as heck. We got to keep continuing to have on the show. Very mm-hmm. insightful when it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But yeah, you know, Pat Pete had him in high school. You know, Brian B Mac. 
Y'all know him as Brian McFadden. That's his cousin. He wound up bringing him to coach y'all, and I thought he was in the league. Yeah, I was, he was, I was like, man, who this dude is? He was like, that's 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 Pat P. He going to go to LSU. You know, he just a senior. He coming out of high school. I said, coming out of high school? I said, man, that boy built like LeBron. James, for real. He coming out of high school? What they feeding him? So, and, you know, Pat <laughs> Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl, we wind up acquiring him. Yep. And just Joey Porter Jr., man, just been knowing the dude since he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, he was looking up to me. Now, literally, he's taller than me. I'm looking up to him. So that's just what it is. It's fun to see, Mark. It's it's the best. Also, too, we've got the picket fence, the wrath of Khan, the Khan artist swagging you. A lot of great analogies. We're going to have to create a Mount Rushmore of Steelers phrases. Like, uh, the oh, standard dude. is the standard. Like... All day, Mark. Oh man. Oh man. What What do you want to see in the second game, Mike? I mean, I've kind of outlined improvements I'd like to see, but in the Steelers' second game, is it the consistency, Ike? You were mentioning that earlier. That's that's from an offense standpoint. That's okay. all I want. Because right, what about offense, defensively then? On the defensive side, that you know, the the shutdown I'm expecting. You know, from I mean, think about it. I mean, we got. Cam Pro Bowl, TJ Pro Bowl, Alex should have hit the Pro Bowl. Then yeah. from yeah. then from a second sta- secondary standpoint, Pat P Pro Bowl, Minka All World, and this is a guy we don't talk about as much, and I will. Levi Wallace, you want to talk about a technician? He's not going to wow you. He's not going to jump 40. He's not going to run a 4-4 four, four, or 4-3. Four, but being in position, damn that every snap, Levi is in position every snap. The quiet assassin of the defense. And on that side, on that right side, playing the right corner, you got to have a guy, not only the one that's willing to tackle, but who can damn that play man-to-man every play because usually quarterbacks are right-handed. So – the left side of your defense is going to be the strength, so say. So it's going to be a lot of one-on-ones when it comes down to that right corner, that backside. And all Levi's been doing is just been handling his business every day, every night, just like that. So um, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking. I'm just looking for a shutdown, lowdown, bully ball when it comes down to the defensive side. You acquire Elan from Miami. He led the league in tackles for losses. He's a bully. Kawan Alexander, he's that's just his MO. That's what he displayed being a bully. Hokum, when it comes down to the inside linebacker position, he's just super savvy. Um, when it comes down to that, and even Mark Robinson, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. test that. And yeah, he ain't been doing nothing but just flying around. He's bringing that old school uh, Lawrence Timmons kind of attitude towards that defense as well. So it's going to be very interesting, Mark. It's going to be the first one the band get back together. You know, and this is going to be the first game well against Buffalo. So the band is back together on defense. So we shall see. Added a few new members, and we're going to see what these members can contribute to this band. But as far as, like, the band, it's going to be interesting to see what this band do, Mark. I love this, Ike. I love this. Uh, something I want to hone in on for our listeners and viewers. Uh-huh. I mentioned the running back position and Anthony McFarland. Showing my prophecy, Ike, you lend me your psychic abilities sometimes. The nickel back position, Ike, is what I'm looking at in this second game. I know we mentioned Chandon Sullivan. Uh, right. There's a few other players getting in the mix. Who emerges at the nickel back position? Because we generally know 
who's going to start. I mean, I know strong safety is a little bit up in the air, and then along with the inside linebacker position of which of those inside linebackers is going to get the two starting spots. But the nickelback position is what I will have my eyes on in game two in the rest of training camp because that's going to be very, very important with teams that play multi-receiver sets. So that's what I'm looking at in game two and beyond uh, headed into the game against Buffalo. Look at Mark thinking like a damn coach. I love it. The nickelback position. Mm-hmm. You 100% right. Because usually nowadays, man, they're not lining up. In our formation, they're going slot. So they're going to call Kings. So Kings is three receiver, one tight end, and one running back. And that's exactly for the for, – for, that's a base formation for damn near over 70% of the NFL. You know, so, hey, look at that eye, Mark. Got that third eye is opening up, Mark. I guess it's football season. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there, Ike. Uh, one other thing I want to mention about the Bills, too. Awesome to see DeMar Hamlin get back on a football field and get a stop. Uh, I think his first tackle was stopping the other team short. Lowe, I think. Yeah, 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 on a fourth down conversion. Yeah. So awesome to see him back out on the field, healthy, making plays. Uh, I know he plays for Buffalo. He is a Pittsburgh guy, though, right. and he's someone I will continue right. to root for well, throughout his career. Right. Awesome to see him back on the field, Ike. Yeah, man, God is good all the time. Yep. Um, I mean, the man was breathless, and he went from breathless to the following year to getting back on the field and fourth and one making the play. So that's 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 how I look at it, man. You just, I mean, these are the stories right here, the comeback stories. First time I ever seen in history, somebody lay flatline, and now he's on the field. Um, I mean, but to see to see the way his team gathered, I really respect uh, the two coaches um, shutting the game down, understanding this human is bigger than the game. Um, and we all know America. Americans, man, we love football. We cannot wait till football season mm-hmm. come come around. It, it changes the mood of the world, to be honest with you. I mean, the mood of the America, to be honest with you. And for everybody to have a, to have a heart that night, Everybody in America had a heart, at least for the, the most, had a heart that night and understood what it was to shut the game down. Um, and then you see teammates, um, Stephon Diggs, you know, fighting his way to get into the hospital, you know, um, not even taking his uniform off. Man, I got to see my dog. That's, that's, just, that's just what it is. So it brought a lot of us together, you know, it opened a lot of eyes. Um, it's a hell of a story. Um, and the man was trying to raise some money. DeMar was trying to raise some money for his foundation, you know. And, uh, I mean, the good man working mysterious ways, Mark, I will say that. So um, he knew how good of a person DeMar is. And he knew DeMar's heart. And he had to do it his way. That's, how, that's what I take from it. He had to do it his way. Now, it might not be a way that people like. I want to see, but he did it his way. And now the man can contribute to the city of Pittsburgh and his his community as many times as he wants to. So that's my take on DeMar. It's just good to see DeMar back on the field, you know. Um, it's an untold story, so we shall see. But this is the first step. Um, I always feel like the good man always have always have a plan. Um, you and I always got a plan, Mark, on where we want this podcast to go. The good man got a better plan for us. We just got to be patient. 
That's 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 how I look at it. So for Demar Hamlin, man, it's just good to see the man back. Um, good to see him like bring some of the world together, so to say. And this is exactly what he's doing. He he's doing it one breath at a time. But I think he's just doing it. He's doing it the way the good man wants him to do it. Ike, well said. And I want to ask you really quickly how your autograph event went at the Riverhound soccer match on Saturday. How did that go? I know you were back in Pittsburgh for that. Yeah. I mean, the Riverhounds, just a uh, shout out to the Riverhounds. They just hit the 100th win um, from, from Pittsburgh, uh, established in 1999. Uh, right now, they're, they're like flip-flopping one and two when it comes down to who's first in their division. And the only reason why is because uh, the team that they're behind, they're a game behind them, the Riverhounds. But the Riverhounds definitely got a real good team. The crazy thing about it was my first time going to High Mark uh, Stadium, Mark, and I'm like, man, these fans, these fans starting to really like soccer mm-hmm. up here in Pittsburgh. The tailgating was unbelievable. So, <laughs> I mean, it was a three and a half hour it was a three and a half hour delay because we had to make sure the weather was straight mm. and these fans stayed up. So it says a lot. It just says a lot about the city of Pittsburgh. The city of Pittsburgh is just on um, whatever sport, whatever sport comes in the city of Pittsburgh, this is just what the city of Pittsburgh loves to do. It just loves supporting the sport of Pittsburgh because family, that's family time. I don't think people understand how Pittsburgh is built. When you want to talk about baseball, um, football, hockey and now soccer um when you want to talk about tailgating tailgating for a pittsburgher or a yenzer it's family time you know mm-hmm. so it's not going on vacations um it's, it's it's not sitting at home watching watching it's like actually getting out there and this is a family event so you saw a lot of cornhole um you saw a lot of corn you saw a lot of car playing you saw a lot of grilling out there and this is like during the rain now, it, it wasn't raining like hard mark it was like drizzling but at the same time you saw a lot of kids with their uncles and aunties you saw a lot of grandmas sitting underneath the tents and grandpas like and it just hit me like oh this is what the the city of pittsburgh really is the city of pittsburgh when it comes down to tailgating it's an actual family event <laughs> this is this is a reunion is is a meet me at the riverhound stadium high mark at 10 o'clock in the morning, grandma and grandpa are gonna be there. Y'all need to be there. So that's what I took from from just observing, um, just from tailgating. Then when I played, just from tailgating, period, Mark. I mean, one of the guys I know, he upgraded his bus. He spent like 75 grand just upgrading. Oh yeah. To make sure he take care of everybody. So the Riverhounds, man, thanks for inviting old good old Ike T. Um, I appreciate everybody from coming out for the autograph side. I had a good time. Yeah. Like we lost you for just a second here. We can see your picture here. Let's work to get you back here in just a second. Okay. I'm back. We got you. We'll wrap up here. But yeah, I, when I want to say too, the city of Pittsburgh having the same color scheme for all of the teams, the black and gold. Major. Genius. Major. Genius. Yeah, you already know. That's the trademark. As soon, soon as you see black and gold, the first thing you're going to think, if you know anything about sports, is Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could talk to you till sundown about what I've seen in my experiences living in SEC country with tailgating. But tailgating. let me just I'll, – I'll leave you with this. 
you haven't lived till you've seen a chandelier hung from a tailgate. And, and I'll leave you. I'll leave you with that, man. Yeah, Ike, you're the absolute best. I want to thank you, the Believe Network. Today's presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Again, they'll take care of all of your wagering needs this football season. Ike, you're the absolute best too. Um, if there's anyone else I'm missing, please feel free to to weigh in here. No, I want to appreciate you, Mark. Of course, believe it's still this podcast. Gotta thank betonline.ag for rocking been rocking with been rocking with us since day one. Um anytime, any sport, whatever y'all want to bet on, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Um All right, for everybody, I, yep. Want, want to thank everybody for just tuning in to Mark and I. Uh we're gonna keep reeling y'all in with this good information, being entertainment. And yes, football is back in the building. And Ike, the plan for a week from today, we've got a really high-profile guest uh, two weeks from today. Correct. Let me check that, two weeks from today. So Correct. keep rocking with us, Ike. Very, very excited for that. That'll be in the coming weeks. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.